0: Yes, it's me, Egbert. As the new owner of this station, I want to make sure we have the best talent on the air. That's why I've decided to ban all real estate agents and only have real talkers like Brad and John. Here they are, B and J. John, what do you think of that one?
1: Is that, you know, if that was on Twitter or X today, (laughs) we would call that a subtweet. Like, I feel like there's somebody who was in mine when that was created, but I just I just can't put a thick thumb on it. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Are we going to
1: talk about how the sun doesn't, doesn't rise without us, Brad? Can we steal that?
0: No, we're not going to do that. Uh, okay, okay, here's what we're going to talk about. Okay, um, I'm listening to, and once again, I'm a self-admitted radio addict. I live, listen to radio, and once again, my career for a long part of it was in music radio. I, you know, and even to the point where when I was still working music radio shifts to decompress, I used to listen to talk radio, listen to Camo X and a bunch of different stuff. I listen to on an average day, I probably listen to eight to ten radio stations. I'm bouncing around, okay? There's certain shows that I really like and I have to admit I become a Mark Reardon fan. Mark Reardon mm-hmm. did the afternoon shift on Camel X, and then they swapped him and 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 um, what's his name? Glover. Dave, Dave Glover. Um, and at first, I was like, eh, I don't know. Mark Reardon, I say, is the best radio talk show host in town. I mean, first really, off, really good. He's really good. Really good. He knows everybody, and he asks great questions. But occasionally. He comes across a little bit I don't know. Uh you know, and here's what he said. I mean, first off, I, I do listen, he does this thing called the Friday round table where they have him and it's all is always uh it's always um Jane Duker.
1: Yeah, Jane's on there a lot. Jane's right.
0: on there a lot, and he has he rotates other guests. He went off on Mark McC- McCluskey, okay? okay? And he said that he would never interview Mark McCluskey because Mark was not a serious candidate for Senate. And you know what? I mean, we we call Mark McCluskey from time to Mark. I, let me get the guy's name out. Mark McCluskey from time to time. We had him on the air Friday, and he dropped some news on Friday. Yep. Okay. Him and his wife went to every single. County in the state of Missouri okay yep. and not only that he talked about when they started their campaign they bought a brand new vehicle some kind of an SUV you don't know what it was and I think by the time the campaign was over I think he told me it had a like hundred and eighteen thousand miles now right. let me tell you something I drive a lot okay to put over a hundred thousand miles on a car in a year if you are a over-the-road truck driver uh, that might be possible you know, and there are probably some guys that do it, but joke politician, hundred thousand miles in a car, going to see, going to every county in the state of Missouri. I don't think you can call someone who does that not a serious candidate. Now the flip side of the coin is, and the interesting thing for me is, and you know this very well because of what you did with Monsanto and your job with Bear and stuff like that. Rarely can you talk to a high-level person. Okay. Right. If if I tried you to a call, lot of
1: gatekeepers that keep the media or other people away.
0: Right. If I tried to talk to Eric Schmidt, the chances of me actually talking to Eric Schmidt is probably slim and none. You mm-hmm. know, and and if I wanted to talk to, you know, name a bunch of other names. If I wanted to call talk to Jay Ashcroft or, or stuff. Corey like that, or, or Corey Bush. Or Corey Bush. Fill in the blank. Right. Right. And the, you know, I call Mark, and the crazy. Th- Part what this started was, this started on the BS show when I used to do with Shelly. One morning, we're talking. I don't know how we got talking about this. We're talking about Mark McCluskey and his wife. And I said to her, hey, let's see if, if there's a contact. We're on live on air. I said, let's see if there's a contact phone number on his website so we can call him. So we go to the website, live on the air. I had no idea what was going to happen. I pulled up the phone on the, on the air, dialed the number. He answers the phone. The phone number on his website for Senate was his cell phone, okay? I give the guy 100 brownie points because of the fact that he is accessible. And you know in the media business nowadays and in the politician business, that is done on purpose that the candidates are, for the most part, inaccessible. Correct? Right. Yeah, that's true. Because the handlers... Always want to get in the middle and say, well, uh, why? It's risk management. Simple risk management. Why are you calling calling, uh, Josh Hawley? Uh, And now the interesting part of this is, going back to Mark Reardon, is he's told the story how, how Josh Hawley will not come on his show. Okay. He'll, yeah. come, he'll come on 97.1 to other shows, but he will not come on Josh Hawley's show because of the fact that at one point in time, Mark Reardon asked him a tough question that he supposedly wasn't supposed to ask because one of Josh Hawley's handlers told him not to that, ask that question. And he asked that question, and Hawley will not talk to him anymore. Yeah. And I'm going like, okay, here we go
1: again. Now, so, but do you think maybe, so first of all, what we don't know is, and uh, Lord knows, but maybe there's something that Mark just, maybe there's something that Mark Reardon just doesn't like about Mark McCloskey. And as, as the guy that runs the show, maybe he's like, look, we're not going to have him on.
0: Well, he called him a fake candidate. I don't think he was a fake candidate. I think he was a very real candidate. And sometimes, I mean, go look at the history of some of these candidates, especially who make it into the House of Representatives. Something happens in their life where they go, you know, I'm not going to put up with this. I'm going to run for, or it can't even, it, not necessarily on a, on a federal level, could be on a local level. I mean, yeah. like, for example, Lida Crewson. Do you know how she became involved in politics? Do you know the story behind yeah, because Crewson? of Mike. because of her husband. Yeah, her husband was murdered. Yeah. And her husband was murdered. They lived in, I believe, it in the Central West End at the time, and her husband was murdered, and she felt that you know what, the crime in the city, city of St. Louis got out of control. I want to do something about it. So yep. wasn't she a um, wasn't she an alderman for a while?
1: Yeah, um, she was. Yeah, for quite a while. Right. She represented re- that area. Er- she actually represented Mark McCluskey in that area, Portland that, Place, right there. That's right. That's right. Now, now hold on, Brad. One second though. So let me. I don't I don't know Mark Reardon it was uh, certainly well enough to get inside of his head, but in his
0: defense what percentage of the vote did mark mccluskey get yeah but once again you know i'll throw it right back at you who cares you know if 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 you run for if all of a sudden john Combes decide he's going to run for that that's the god con- forbid congressional god forbid. congressional district three okay you know once again see and here's the thing that bothers me let's take it on the national level let's take it to trump okay mm-hmm. one day Donald Trump comes down the escalator at Trump Tower and he stands in front of a microphone and declares he's going to run for president. People go, oh, "This guy, they he, he doesn't they have a They Immediately dismissed him. They thought it was a publicity stunt. Right. Stuff. This is he's selling some new condo yep. system or something like that or he's got some new new TV show he's going to be yep. doing, you know, "Watch me run for president," you know, that kind of stuff and stuff like that. And once again, he became the president of the United States, okay? And yeah. and as a side note, I remember I listened to KWMU on NPR and both locally and nationally the day after the election. It sounded like everybody on the air at NPR how they had just come from a funeral. I mean, the
1: the clips of Rachel Maddow and other (laughs) folks in the national media in 2016 responding like you, you hate to say that you. Like to see people cry But if you were that mentality And you'd like to see people cry th- Those are the clips to watch
0: Right But could see Now let me, let me take this one step further And this mm-hmm. is not This is my, me knocking on Mark Reardon Because I've already said I've already said He's an incredible talk He's show the best host. in the market Well yes He's the best in the market Not only sure. that He has done He talks about this all the time He's done nothing in his life but radio He started out at KYMC Which was the West County YMCA station Out in, in uh, uh, I think they were out uh, Years ago I went out to there To talk to the kids out there the kids i mean at the time i was probably 10 years older than them but um uh it was on clayton road it was in a house that they had it was interesting operation and um he talked about the fact that since he's been 15 years old he's done nothing but radio okay but here's the interesting thing who is he to declare mark mccloskey not a serious candidate I mean, I mean. Once again, we have a situation right now where we have we have people who are trying to declare Donald Trump not a candidate because of the fact that well, he did on January sixth, three the year, three years ago. Okay. Once again, let the people decide.
1: Mark. Yeah. Mark. And so, if I'm again, I like I love this conversation that you and I are having. I'm guessing Mark Reardon would say. Well, we did let the people decide, and 3% 97% of Republican primary voters said Mark McCloskey is not the guy. I get what you're saying, Brad. Now, also, here's a little bit of pushback. I can't stand, personally, candidates that use efforting metrics. So instead of saying, hey, I've gone out and raised X amount of dollars, I've talked to seven... Uh, I've talked to uh, voters in every county. Instead, they talk about the mileage on their car. Now, Instead of talking about the mileage on your car and talking about how many nights you spent away from home, talk about what you're hearing from voters. I don't care how much effort you put into your campaign. Show me how much money you've raised. Show me how many people have signed up to knock on doors on your website. Don't give me efforting metrics.
0: Uh, You know what? You and I are totally on exact opposites on that because of the fact that I always say, you know, I'm the kind of guy that if I have, if I have, let's say, let's say, and this has happened to me before. Let's say I have two guys who are competing for business. They want to, I'm going to give an example. They want to put a roof on my house. Okay. That's a goofy example. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if I have company A, which is like the big dog company in town, like the John Beal kind of company, everybody Mm -hmm. knows John Beal. He sponsors the news and the weather and stuff like that. And I have the guy who is working out of his pickup truck and he comes to me and he says, you know what? He says, you know, I'm up against this John Beal guy. You know what? I want to grow my company as big as John Beal's company. And you know what? I may not be the biggest company, but you know what? I bust my butt on every job. I'm on the roof pulling off your old roof and I got my crew up there and I'm the guy that's going to get it. I'm the guy that's going to take you're going to hire the second guy. I'm hiring a second guy every damn time. I'm hiring a second guy because I am the underdog. I've lived my life as the underdog. And everything I have done in my life, people have told me, oh, you're never going to be able to do that. You know, blah, 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 I mean, I'll still tell you the time when I, you know, I started my traffic network and John Beck, who at the time was the new guy in town, you know, now he's been here for like, what, 40 years yep. or something like that. John Beck was the new guy in town, fresh from Indianapolis, came in from Indy or Indy or, no, he came from Kansas City, it was at KCI, radio station in Kansas City. And I, I was pitching my traffic network to him and he signed the contract in front of me and pushed it across the desk and said to me, "Hey, this is going to be great, but you know what? I give you 6 months till you lose your blah blah blah. You lose your your a-s-s, okay?" And I said, "Why is that?" He says, "You're a jock. You're a traffic reporter. You don't know how to sell radio. You don't know anything about selling so radio." So he did you a
1: favor. Like he
0: provided you some inspiration him, and somebody to prove wrong. Him and Don Miller Don, Don Miller made a, uh, on, on the air made a, a crack about me that I was going in the business and I was going to use this new high-tech tool to, to report traffic reports. Don Miller, the guy in the helicopter. And you know what that high-tech tool was? What's that? The the, L- Internet? the LMD. You know what the LMD was? No, I don't. The large metal desk. He said I was going to sit behind a large metal desk and do traffic. <laughs> so, and I thought to myself, I'll prove that MF wrong, you know. And you did. And you yeah, did. did. And it's a, tri- it's, a, it's a victory from what people anticipated as being right, the seat. But so- now,
1: Brad, let's say Mark McCloskey got elected. He won the Republican primary. He beat uh, the hood ornament that was known as Trudy Bush Valentine. Do you think today, in January 2024, you wanted to get Senator Mark McCloskey on the phone to discuss his testosterone replacement therapy bill? Do you think you could get him on the phone immediately? I do. Okay. I, I really do. I say that I say you absolutely couldn't. And it doesn't matter that you've known him a long time because you would call him and his staff would say you're not answer Mark, you're in you're when you're in a Senate hearing at eight A. M. Eastern Time, you're well, not going to pick up a call no, from Red Hill again. I'm not telling to call her off.
0: Once again, I'm saying if he's like in, you know, I, you know, once again, if he's if he's doing his duty, if he's in a Senate hearing, yeah, he's not going to answer my phone. But the, the point being is that I have called Mark on several occasions where he has been doing something. Or you know, on another phone call or something like that and he always calls me back. Yeah, that's true. Now I've been on the phone when you've called him and he was pre and he was doing something
1: else and he has called you right back. He calls me back. So, now let us get a little bit deeper here. Is this is what you're saying is is part of your affinity for Mark McCloskey the fact that you identify with him?
0: No, not necessarily, because you see, to, I've told you this to a certain extent. I think what he did was was him and his wife. They did what was wrong. They 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 brought a lot of bad publicity to gun owners. A lot of bad publicity because of right. what they bad did, bad trigger discipline, right? The whole thing with what they did with their weapons—they're you know aiming them at people—that was absolutely positively wrong. But, but you but, like his accessibility? No, I don't like the fact that once again he actually said it on this very show. I don't know with you, maybe with with Shelley, where he said. She, He said um, uh, Kim Kim Gardner had 6,000 cases in front of her, you know, murder cases, rape, you know, armed robbery, and she leapfrogged our case to the front, okay? Yeah. Once again, I agree with them to the point yeah. where, where did too. why didn't it take five or six years for her to get to the bottom of the caseload, you know, to go after Mark McCluskey and his wife because of the fact that she was out to get him politically. She was out to—, to torpedo him and do whatever she can because because he's a a rich white guy in a rich white neighborhood who a bunch bunch of black people you know broken and he's wearing a pink polo
1: which is an offense (laughs) on so many levels
0: (laughs) only you would say that john (laughs) so here's the thing
1: The, the other great thing is you know that mccloskey's been on other i'm sure he's been on mark cox's show I'm sure Mark would have one. It's not like he's banned from the station. It's just Reardon's like, no, I'm not dealing with him. Yeah, that was it.
0: You know, and, and see, I think that's, once again, I, I gave all the, the platitudes to, to Mark Reardon. I think he's the best guy in St. Louis. He's an excellent talk show host. For the most part, he is very, very fair, provides both sides of the thing. When yep. he does, does his Friday roundtable, he's got a bunch of Democrats on there all yeah. the time.
1: Yeah, I, I think anybody that listens
0: to him knows that he's reasonable. So do you think part of it might be an ego thing? I don't know. You know, I should call him and ask him. I've got his number. You know, here's what I'm going to do. When I get up there and I'll chop the show up, I'll I'll send him the link to this segment, and I'll say, hey, yeah, Mark, right. take a listen. You were our 20-minute segment this morning on my show. You know, I." and he can't come on the air here because of the fact, or maybe he can't. Right. I don't That's, know. we wouldn't expect him to. Right, because of the fact he's got the contract with 97-1 and blah, 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 which is interesting because they made news yesterday. We'll talk about that next break. It's 741.